0: Welcome to Cider, where we go beyond the game and meet the developers behind today's indie hits.
1: Hello, it's Wednesday, April 6th, and this is episode number 41 of Cider, where we play indie games and then interview the developer. My name is Ken Gagne, and this week I'm playing Gravity Goose, a free 2D puzzle platformer for Windows, Mac, Linux, iOS, and Android by Eddie Rossiter of DuckDuckGames. In this game, you play a goose who's trying to get from one end of the level to the next. It's a fairly nondescript industrial setting, the background is black, rather undetailed, and the levels consist primarily of platforms, spikes, and pits, and flames, all of which will result in almost immediate death, although you do have a health meter by which to survive some of the lesser hazards. There are switches to pull, gates to open, moving platforms to ride, and jumps to jump, but the defining mechanic of Gravity Goose is your ability to manipulate gravity itself. The ways in which you can do so expand as you go through the game's four levels. In the first level, for example, your primary mechanic is the ability to adjust how strong the gravity is. You can't set it to negative or zero, so you can't just float or fly away, but by setting the gravity to low, for example, you can jump higher and stay in the air longer and float farther before finally landing on the ground. You'll need to do this in order to make higher or longer jumps for example. Why not do that all the time? Because in some areas the spiked ceiling is so low that if you set the gravity to low, you'll jump too high and hit your head. So you need to manipulate gravity just right based on the current obstacle. There are also gates that will open only to certain gravity settings. So you need to set it to either high or low, sometimes in very rapid succession as you ride a floating platform through a series of gates. In later levels, you also gain the ability to turn the entire room 90 degrees, for example. So there are a variety of gravity-based mechanics as the game progresses. It builds on these mechanics rather neatly, sort of like Braid for the Xbox 360. And you can also use the gravity to assist you with speedruns, for example if you set the gravity to very strong then you'll fall faster allowing you to get from one area to the next more quickly. Gravity Goose is a game that was pitched to me by the developer and I was intrigued by the rapid release schedule. It just came out in February and March for various platforms and it's already at version 2.4. There are also obviously some areas in which more features are being added. Four levels seems like not a lot. And the opening scene of the game suggests that there is a more fully developed story or script still to come. Either that, or it's a really, really subtle dry joke. You'll find out which in this interview with Eddie Rossiter of Duck Duck Games. I will warn you, however, I will warn you, however, that due to some issues with the audio recording, Eddie's audio track has a slight echo. You are able to hear and understand everything he says, so it will be annoying, but not a showstopper. If you want to see the game being played, you can check it out on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash GameBits, where you'll hear this interview paired with gameplay footage of Gravity Goose. You can also play the game for yourself by going to gravitygoose.com. As always, you're welcome to send feedback to feedback at or hit me up on Twitter at GameBits. Thanks so much for listening. Today I'm chatting with the everything behind Gravity Goose, that being Mr. Eddie Rossiter of Duck Duck Games. Hello, Eddie.
0: Hi, Ken. Thanks for having me.
1: Thank you for being had. It's a pleasure to chat with you. Gravity Goose is a fun, unique, and colorful game, and I have to start off by asking, why a goose?
0: Uh, I'd love to say there's some deeper meaning there, and goose is my favorite animal anything like that, but uh, I think it was just the alliteration. I think it was the first thing that popped into my head. It ended up working out great, though. I ended up writing, I think I have 17 minutes of story, um, all timed out, storyboarded, um, based around... How uh, the goose lost its wings and now it needs to control gravity. I'm not going to get into more detail because eventually I will be making that game, but it ended up giving me a lot to work on, so I'm pretty happy that I went with it.
1: So it wasn't inspired by like Gravity Ghost or anything of the sort. Nope,
0: had nothing to do with anything else. Um, I was probably about five months in before I was smart enough to actually check to make sure there wasn't a Gravity Goose, uh, which I lucked into. There was not. There is a, a Gravity Duck, down. but the game's not really similar at all.
1: <laughs> I had not heard of that game. I'll have to take a look at it. So the main gameplay mechanic of this game is the gravity manipulation, which is an uncommon theme, but not necessarily an unprecedented one either. I'm wondering what other games inspired you to use that mechanic and how your game is different from those.
0: When I started making gravity games, I'd never actually played a gravity game before. Um, I think i have maybe played you know, a minute or two on like Newgrounds back in the day. Um, just a couple of the basic flip gravity, unflip gravity. Um, Once I started making the game and sent out some prototypes to some friends, uh, I got directed towards V, or some people thought that was kind of similar. I didn't find too much in common other than flipping gravity and dying a lot of times. Uh, Besides that, growing up, I played a lot of uh, NES, Mega Man, Turtles 1. I thought the, the music of Mega Man, I definitely wanted to get, and just kind of that feel. And then with the two games... can't make a mistake in either game. As soon as you mess up, you're ruined. You're dead. Uh, So I kind of wanted to get that in Gravity Goose. It's definitely not forgiving whatsoever.
1: Yeah, I appreciate the checkpoints in Gravity Goose, the ability to reset and go not too far back. I mean, there is some penalty, but not so much that I'm deterred from playing it. And yet, I saw that you felt the need to produce a tutorial video showing players how to get past the first level's first few jumps. Is that something they've been having trouble with?
0: Yeah. uh, Originally, I was making the game on was making a game on... Uh, ideally, I wanted to do a console. I didn't really know how to do it at the time. And I, I was playing it on PC. That's what I was building it on. And the game played fine. And then when I ported it to mobile, because the joystick itself doesn't actually give you any feedback, I found a lot of players struggled either moving left or right while jumping. They, they would had a tendency to jump and then release the joystick because they can't actually feel whether they're holding it left or right. And because they did that, they couldn't make those launch. Long- so I kind of felt it necessary to, to make it more accessible to everybody. Especially people, a lot of people who play mobile games didn't play other games, so they don't really have that in their mind already. It's definitely much easier with a controller or a keyboard in hand.
1: I would say so, because that's how I was playing it. On my MacBook Pro, I tried both the Xbox 360 and a PlayStation 4 controller, and I didn't Experienced that problem with either one of them. I don't know if that's because I'm more accustomed to these kinds of games or, again, just because it was the interface I was using.
0: Yeah, it's, it's probably a little bit of both. It's definitely much, much harder to play on mobile device.
1: So there are other games out there that have this mechanic. You looked at V or whatever, for example, <laughs> uh, which is a great game. I love that game. But what are some of the things that you decided to implement in Gravity Goose that a player might not find somewhere else?
0: Well, most of the gravity games that I did check out, uh, including V, they just ha- kind of have that one mechanic. Flip gravity, walk on the ceiling, flip it back, walk on the floor. Uh, but in Gravity Goose, you get three mechanics. You get that same one, walk on the ceiling, walk on the floor. You get zero gravity, where you can just float throughout the level, sl- slightly adjusting your gravity to, to raise higher and lower. Um, and you can also rotate gravity clockwise and counterclockwise as many times as you want. The thing that really sets it apart with these mechanics is that not only the player gets affected by gravity, but also the objects in the room, in the actual level. Uh, Most of the games, it's just the player whose gravity is changing, but in this game, there's boxes and doors and everything that's manipulated by gravity itself. The other thing that really sets it apart is the ability to adjust the actual level of gravity. So you can raise gravity and you'll fall a lot faster and jump a lot lower, or you can decrease gravity, and you'll jump a lot higher and fall a lot slower. Which really doesn't seem like a lot, but when you take it in terms of application like speedrunners, people who just love to run through games as fast as possible, you can actually shave off hundredths of a second on every single jump. Basically, when you hit your apex of your jump, if you raise gravity as much as possible, you'll fall a lot faster. Somebody else doesn't do that, it'll take them that much faster to hit the ground and start running again. So it kind of has endless possibilities in terms of speedrunning. So I thought that was one thing for those hardcore gamers to kind of sink their teeth in.
1: That's really interesting. I'm not a speedrunner, so I hadn't considered that aspect of it. But I did notice the gravity manipulation, the way it plays out in this game in particular, was unique. And when I first encountered it, I'm like, why would you not just put the gravity... on the the highest setting, as in the least amount of gravity all the time, because that's, for example, way back in Super Mario Bros. 2 is a strength of Luigi and the princess, which is that they can jump farther, they can jump higher, they can stay in the air longer, they can hover. I'm like, why wouldn't that be a strength? And then I started encountering some of your more challenging jumps where high gravity settings actually worked against me because I would jump too high and hit the spikes. And so I thought it was really clever how you gave the player a reason to use the full range of gravity settings. Thank you. So I did get this game on the Mac. I've got it through the Mac App Store where I couldn't help but notice that the game is free. I could just click and download it. And unless I'm missing something, there don't appear to be any IAPs and app purchases. So what sort of trickery is this that you're just giving away your work?
0: Definitely not a trick. There's nothing sinister going on. I tr- I wanted it to get to as many people as possible. Uh, this game is actually kind of a witness test. Uh, I spoke earlier about how I had a, a large story written when I when I set up started to make Gravity Goose. The original game is actually ten times the size of this one. Um, it has it has multiplayer, both story and like battle mode. It's got boss battles. It has something I don't even know how to describe because I've never really seen it before, but it's basically something that happens during each level that it's kind of a, a non-player character that you have to deal with, and there's just a whole bunch more levels and a lot more to the game. But, uh, time-wise, it didn't seem viable to make. I had actually started making it with the programmer, and uh, once we laid the foundation, he kind of got busy, got a new job, all that. So he left... And having never written a line of code before, I decided it was a really good idea for me to finish the game. So it ended up taking twice as long to make this version than I thought it would to make the entire one. So this is kind of a tester to see if people like it, and then if they do, if they seem to so far, I'm going to go and make the, the real one.
1: Is Gravity Goose your first game? I looked on the website, I googled your name, tried to find you on LinkedIn. I couldn't find a portfolio for you. Is this your first outing?
0: Yeah, I've made probably a dozen or so board games, but just like personal ones for friends and family. A lot of them with not so global themes. So I've always kind of loved making games, but this is the, the first one I released to the public. and. Like I said, i would never programmed for this game, so uh, it's definitely the first digital one I've made.
1: And what language or tools are you using that you find are welcoming to a first-timer?
0: Uh, well, I had the benefit of... I went to school for animation, um, 3D animation, so I was very used to using Maya, um, and I spent a couple of years working in a game studio in Ottawa. So I got a little bit of, of uh, ability and unity from that, I didn't have much to do with it, but I definitely got a taste. Um, so I've been using, I've been using my immunity. I found the integration pretty good. The hardest part has been just porting it to, to everything else and trying to, try, trying to learn coding as I go. Cause pretty much everything is, okay, this is what I need to figure out how to do next. Let's figure out how to do that.
1: So certainly animation is one of your strong suits but it sounds like you have to do pretty much everything for this game, not only the animation, but the sound, the level design, the documentation, the script, the gameplay. What would you say has been the hardest thing to learn?
0: Uh, The sound was actually the only thing I didn't do. Um, I did do a lot of the sound effects, um, but all the music was created by a couple of my friends, and they did a phenomenal job getting that Mega Man feel, but making it its own game. Uh, The hardest thing to do is the getting the game out there, the publicity. I never even owned Facebook. I'd never been on Twitter uh, up until I had to release this game uh, just to try and get it out there. So that's kind of been the hardest part for me. I'm not, I'm not a big internet guy. I don't uh, surf the web, so to speak. So that was a, a huge deal to spend kind of hours a day sifting through that and trying to find out ways to get the game out.
1: So, so that's really interesting that the marketing is one of the ch- most challenging aspects. I had another guest on the show, he created the game Plangman and he's never done social media and he still hasn't. So he's he's not even doing that to promote his game I, and I'm I'm curious I I I need to think more about what people are willing to put out there to get their game recognized. I think it's great that you reached out to me to be on IndieCider. I get so many press releases, and one of the things that makes any contact from an indie developer stand out is when they specifically mention IndieCider. It means that they're not just sending me the same email they sent a 1,000 other people. So I would say that you seem to be a quick learner.
0: (laughs) Well, thanks. Yeah, no, I uh, I stumbled on IndieSider while I was doing that process, you know, searching for places to send it. Um, and I started to listen to all the pods, and I thought they were great, so I figured I'd get in touch with you.
1: Oh, well, thank you. So you mentioned another challenge you've had is just getting the game out to so many different platforms. Gravity Goose, as far as I can tell, came out on iOS and Android on February nineteenth. For the Mac, on March twenty seventh, and on itch.io for Windows and Linux and Mac on March twenty ninth, which was just three days ago. We're recording this on April Fool's Day. What would you say is your strategy for choosing release platforms and schedules? It seems to be staggered so far.
0: Yeah, um, I had originally built the game on PC, and so Steam was my first thought. Um, I put the game up on Steam Greenlight, and uh, didn't get a lot of love. I mean, people seem to like it, but it's just you just have to get people to find it. You know, all it takes is getting lucky, getting that one person who knows somebody, and then getting it out. But um, it's still sitting there on Steam Greenlight, actually. So once that kind of stalled a little, I decided to it to mobile I always kind of wanted to get it on mobile I thought it could make an interesting if not incredibly challenging mobile game but like I said took a while I'd never programmed before so I had to learn all the new touch functionality or something like that and then once I did that I wanted to give people the chance to play it more comfortably with a controller or keyboard and mouse because like I said it's much simpler that way Um, so ish.io seemed like a great choice. It's only been there for a few days, but so far it's gotten some pretty good love. So hopefully that will continue.
1: Are there additional platforms you want to bring Gravity Goose to?
0: I've been trying to get it through the Windows Store, uh, but there's a few technical issues that I'm working around there. So that shouldn't be too much longer, theoretically. Let's hope, fingers crossed. Uh, other than that, I don't think... Maybe, maybe if Steam Greenlight ever works out, then it'll be on there too. But other than that, I think I've got pretty much everything covered.
1: The version I'm playing is on the Mac App Store, and even though it came out less than a week ago officially, it's version 2.4 already. So it seems like Gravity Goose is going through a a rapid release schedule. For example, when I start the game up, it says there's a story coming, and you just mentioned that you have uh, several pages of script for your Goose protagonist. So that seems like something that is still in the works. So what made you consider version 1.0 to be version 1.0? And where is the game going from here?
0: Version one point uh, was never actually released to the public. Um, I had released one and sent it out to um, a lot of friends and family and my old classmates at animation school and and all of that. Um, but frankly, the game wasn't wasn't great at that point. Um, my my lack of programming knowledge at the time made for a lot of issues. Uh, what the hardest being. You couldn't jump if you were touching a wall, so just by trying to jump, as the second you would touch a wall, you would immediately stop in midair and fall down, so it was absolutely impossible to play. Um, the main reason there's so, there's so many updates and this version seems so high is because I don't really know what I'm doing, so the process to just get it onto the max store and the the app store, that took a dozen tries. And every time you do it, you have to make a new release version. So I just had to keep upping the number and upping the number. So pretty much it's just my fault more than anything.
1: (laughs) So, So what more is there to be done? It looks like the game has four levels so far. Are there going to be more?
0: I think this version is going to basically sit tight as it is. And I'm going to release a whole new game. To the the, the full the full version will have 16 to 22 levels, uh, five boss fights. Like I said, multiplayer, all that stuff. Um, so I'm just going to release a whole new game, whenever that may be.
1: And will that still be Gravity Goose?
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll have to give it a new title. Probably Gravity Goose Two or Gravity Goose Colon Something Something. Um, but it will still definitely be Gravity Goose starring Carrie Goose.
1: It looks like from the Gravity Goose website that one of the tools you're going to use to get the game to that point in development is Kickstarter, is that correct?
0: Yeah, I I had originally started setting one up when I released the game on mobile. Uh, But then I kind of wanted to wait until I got a lot more downloads, a lot more publicity, uh, because you only have a month to kind of make it work. So I wanted to wait, uh, but I, I will probably launch that to make this, this full version essentially, because that's going to be quite the undertaking. I'll probably need to get some, some freelancers or get some help on that.
1: And did you ever consider going on steam early access to get the game into players' hands and get the word out?
0: I certainly have since I started <laughs> listening to this podcast and, Going around the internet and looking at all that stuff, um, I didn't really know it existed when I started. To be honest, I was never a big Steam guy.
1: Well, it's never too late to learn. That's right. All right. So it sounds like Gravity Goose has had a very interesting development process, and it still has a very interesting development future. I'm curious for with one last question about the environment in which all that development has occurred. Most of the developers I speak with on this podcast, they tend to exist in metropolitan areas like. When I interviewed the Flame of the Flood animator Gwen Frey, she lives right here in Boston. She's from San Francisco, I think, or at least that's where she was headed for GDC. Or I speak to people who work in co-working spaces. For example, I interviewed two different developers from Poland who happened to be sitting 10 feet from each other, working on completely different games, but just in the same shared space. You are in Newfoundland of Canada, which looking at a map is pretty much all I know about that part of the world, and it looks fairly remote. So w- what sort of community or resources do you have in that part of the world?
0: Yeah, it's it's a pretty small, it's a, it's a very little big city, we'll put it that way. Um, I actually went to school in Ontario, and I lived in Toronto and Ottawa for about seven years. Uh, so that's kind of where I got the feel for all this stuff. Um, I was actually working in Ottawa, And and had every career-wise, everything going on the right path. But uh, I have a lot of health problems. So that ended up bringing me back to Newfoundland. Um, So Gravity Goose has kind of been my let's get better and do this while we're... I always wanted to make games, so it seemed like a good time to start. So um, hopefully something good will come of it. I'm starting to do a lot better these days, so I'll probably get back to work. And maybe I can start making some money to get that real Gravity Goose going. But in terms of Newfoundland, there's not a lot around. There's a few studios. Other Ocean is definitely the biggest one. Uh, they make console games and that. But there's uh, there's definitely not a lot here in terms of resources. Most of what I learned, I learned in Ontario.
1: Well, I certainly hope it never comes to the point where you can only work on Gravity Goose when you're sick. I'd hate for you to have to choose between Gravity Goose and your health.
0: Oh, yeah. No, no. Definitely not the case now. Now that I'm started, I'm, I'm gung-ho, 100%. I'm addicted to it now
1: excellent well i'm glad to hear that both you and gravity goose are getting better can you remind our listeners where to find the game online
0: uh probably the best thing to do is go to gravitygoose.com. down on the bottom of the page you'll have links to the app store and mac store it all of those places so they'll all take you to where you want the game is free everywhere no ads no in-app purchases so just play it and enjoy no it
1: excellent eddie rossiter of duck duck games thank you so much for your time great thank you ken
0: this has been Indie Cider, a Game Bits production. Find more episodes, read our blog, or send feedback at IndieCider.net.